0: hallelujah let's open our Bibles this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 let's read it from 7 to 18 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 7 to 18
1: but if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance which glory was passing away How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect, because of the glory that excels. For if what is passing away was glorious, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the Lord. Amen. We've been listening
0: to the New Covenant. How many of you are going home and meditating on the New Covenant? Hallelujah. I want to continue this morning and I want to title it The Glory of the New Covenant or The Glory of God. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 17 to 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is there, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of God as being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just by the Spirit of the Lord. I just read the two scriptures that we finished. I heard a story some time back. About two people in Australia. They were traveling to England. They went to a pub and drank all night. And left the pub only in the morning. And there was a heavy fog in that area. And they couldn't see the roads. They did not know where they were going. But when they were thinking about how to find their way back. They looked around and saw a policeman. And they went to him and asked. Hey guy. Could you tell us. Where we are. And the policeman got offended because of their lack of respect of the way he asked. And he asked him, don't you know who I am? And this man said, now we have a problem. We don't know where we are. And he doesn't know who he is. Hallelujah. Some of us are like that. We have walked so much with the Lord. And this morning we don't know where we are in the Lord and we don't know who we are. How many of you are there this morning like that? We have walked so far in the Lord so many years but we have two questions still. We don't know who we are and we don't know where we have reached or where we are. But this morning the Holy Spirit will help you to find both these questions. The Holy Spirit will come and help you to know, hallelujah, praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit of God will reveal both the truths to us this morning. And He's going to reveal us that word through the power of the new covenant. Hallelujah. Some of us are living very limited, very uh, limited in a way, the very small. And, very, and and if you look into your lives, you see yourself struggling. thing in areas which should not be struggling. And one of the reasons is, most of you have not crossed from your mindset or from the Old Testament to the New Testament. You are still living in the past. How many of you want to step into your future? The Bible says, wherever the Holy Spirit is there, there is liberty. There is liberty to live There is liberty to praise. There is liberty to worship. There is liberty to clap your hands. There is liberty for healing. There is liberty for miracles. There is liberty for the supernatural. There is liberty for the power of God. There is liberty to move in the anointing. There is liberty to be used in the hands of God. There need not be a bored day in our lives. But today's people are Full of cares, full of burdens. When the Lord says, Do not worry about tomorrow, when the Lord says, Cast your burden unto the Lord for He cares for you, it is not becoming personal and supernatural in your life. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord is supernatural. How many of you believe that? Devatinda Vajanam. Hallelujah. Adi Shaktamana. Hallelujah. It is supernatural. It's not a natural thing. Glory to God. Our faith is supernatural, church is supernatural. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Fellowship is supernatural. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That is why the devil tries to stop you from coming. Because the Bible says if you walk in the light as he is in the light. Your fellowship. Fellowship is supernatural. Your marriage is supernatural. Praise the Lord. That is why when two believers come together. There is another believer child coming forth. It's supernatural. Oh, come on somebody! Hallelujah. So if believers have gotten married, you have a right to bring forth the believer child into the world. You can call it according to the new covenant. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is there, there is liberty, the Bible says. We are called the ministers of the new covenant, not the old covenant. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 6, the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 7, the Bible says, the specialities in the old covenant, when it was read, the old covenant would... Hallelujah, make people run away from God But the new covenant will bring people to the Lord Hallelujah The old covenant when it was read Killed 3,000 people Because people could not stand in the glorious throne of God When the new covenant is read 3,000 people were saved on the first day Hallelujah Glory to God The Bible says, hallelujah The old covenant was the ministry of death But the new covenant is the ministry of righteousness praise the lord nobody needs to be condemned nobody needs to walk in condemnation and lies of the enemy you can be justified through the blood of jesus christ not only there is a right standing the new covenant produces right living hallelujah how many of you believe that hallelujah the bible says the old covenant was glorious but the new covenant was even greater glorious hallelujah the, new, the difference is this, the old covenant, Moses' glory, the glory that Moses saw could not transform people. But the glory that came through Jesus Christ can change people in their hearts, in their lives, and their lives shall never be the same again. If you believe that, put your hands together. The glory that Moses saw can only bring temporary benefits into our lives maybe one miracle maybe one hallelujah it could bring manna from heaven it could bring water out of the rock but the new covenant in the blood of jesus christ transform lives hallelujah together with the blessing and miracles it transforms hearts change lives break the bondages test out the devil and more than that what moses cannot do through his glory moses could not preach the gospel through the old covenant but the new covenant we can preach the gospel and save people from hell to heaven Hallelujah! Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are not under law. The Bible says we are under grace. The Holy Spirit usher this grace into our lives and bring the message supernatural and meaningful in our lives. The gospel message become personal through the power of the new covenant. Hall- to the glorious Hallelujah gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. It produces and fosters right living and right standing with God. It is much more glorious, the Bible says, because it can produce a lifelong relationship with Jesus. Till our death, we can serve the living God. Hallelujah. The Bible says this gospel brings confidence. It's so glorious. The presence of God, the presence of the new covenant, the presence of Jesus is so real that it brings supernatural confidence into our lives. How many of you are confident this morning? If you're not confident, you're believing some other gospel. And the Bible says, anybody who's in the new covenant will spread this confidence. Hallelujah. Peter spread, Paul spread, early disciples spread. Only today's church doesn't spread because we are living still in the old covenant. Go to all the world and preach this gospel. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? We have to know who we are. And we have to know, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Where we have come. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How many of you believe this is the glory of Jesus Christ? We have the greatest ministry that anybody can give through the blood of the new covenant. Jesus died on the cross to give us this glorious liberty, this glorious gospel, this presence of God, this freedom. Hallelujah. worship the Lord and to change our lives and to see the wheel removed Moses could not remove the way the Bible says when the Moses is read the way lies in the mind people still can't see Jesus but when one turns to Jesus the way is removed Oh hallelujah how many of you are here, the whale is removed. If the whale is not removed, if you're only seeing your problems and you're seeing yourself, the whale is still there. You are in the Old Testament, but when one turns to Jesus, the whale is removed. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! The whale is removed, the Spirit removes the veil. not only from our minds, from our hearts to walk in Christ's freedom. When the Holy Spirit teaches the word, we grow from glory to glory. From one degree of glory to another degree of glory. That's why the Bible says, not only you or not only the people who are preaching. Every Christian is a minister of the new covenant. It is because of the new covenant. Every minister, everyone sitting is called to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on in the new testament every christian is called to preach the gospel how many of you believe that this morning we come back to the same scripture this morning hallelujah Now the Lord is the Spirit, 2 Corinthians three seventeen to 18 Where the Spirit of the Lord is there, there is liberty. But we all unveil face, beholding as in a mirror, changed from glory to glory. Being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. What does that mean? We are changed from glory to glory. In Exodus chapter 33, verses 17 and 18, the Bible says, The Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight. And I know you by name. And he said, please show me your glory. Prayer of Moses was to please show me your glory. We are looking at the word glory this morning. The Lord changes from glory to glory. We all with unveiled faces shall behold the glory. Moses in the Old Testament is saying, Lord, show me your glory. I don't know how, what, are you, what you prayed this morning when you came. How many of you got up and said, Lord, I want to see your presence. I want to see your glory. Show me your glory show me how awesome you are show me how mighty you are show me how wonderful you are show me how loving you are hallelujah praise the lord how many of you are saying that we are saying hallelujah how hallelujah what a bad week we had what a bad family we have what a terrible hallelujah season we are having But when you are, hallelujah, looking to Jesus, we say, what a glory, hallelujah, praise the Lord. What a mighty, glorious time. Look at what God, who God is. Instead of, hallelujah, look at who you are and your situations are, hallelujah. Amen. When you have the revelation of who Jesus is, you will know what a great God he is and how big he is. We are looking how big our problem is. Let's look at how how big God is. Show me your glory. Moses was saying, show me how great you are. Come on somebody. We sing how great then we say oh my God, look at my situation. Hallelujah. In the Old Testament when people see the way you know sometimes before I come to that sometimes when people see the way we walk and the way we talk and the way we worship most people People might not want to join us worshiping the Lord. Why? Because you don't look like you are having a good time. How many of you have a good time? How many of you are having? Only, Only me, I think. With all the sore throat and with all the hallelujah, praise God. Physical infirmities, only I think I'm enjoying this day. Hallelujah. When people see the way we walk in and the people we see, we talk and the way we lift hands and the way we deal with our businesses and relationships, people should be attracted to this Jesus. Hallelujah. Because you are worshipping the living God and you don't want to look worse than the unbeliever, more miserable than the unbeliever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We don't want to be looking miserable. Are you miserable? Praise Because we have lost the awesomeness of God. All we would like to do is to come to a church on a Sunday or into a ministry, into a place of worship, worship for some time, hear a message and get going. That's not the glory of the new covenant. That is not why Jesus died for. That's religion again you got out of one religion into another religion I pray tonight that you will escape from the lie of the enemy will escape from the religious hallelujah hallelujah praise the Lord bondages hallelujah God will touch you deep inside you will taste and see that the Lord is good you will taste hallelujah hallelujah the pleasantness and the beauty and the wonderful presence of God when you read in Isaiah the different names of God the first name is wonderful if you don't know he is wonderful you cannot know his counselor it's always the law of first mention what is the first name that is mentioned about the lord he is wonderful most people are coming for counsel and i cannot counsel you because after listening to 3 hours of message and worship you still have not understood he is wonderful then how can i give you his counselor can you reveal god reveal himself as mighty god hallelujah lift your hands and say it's wonderful hallelujah praise the Lord. amen we need to come into the church looking for this wonderful god the awesomeness of god hallelujah not always feel down hallelujah i know some of you are coming to You know, energize yourself and fuel yourself with a fresh touch, a fresh word, a fresh anointing. With all that, you should not lose your sight of the awesomeness of your God. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is more than that. More than coming to church. We need to have a fresh revelation and the knowing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not what the fathers have taught us. Not what the mothers have taught us. Not what the pastors have taught. We need to have a revelation of the Lord Jesus himself. Who is Jesus to you? Look at two people and say, who is Jesus to you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Song of songs, he says, he's my lover. Bible says, wow, altogether lovely. There is no spot of blemish in him. Spoken about Jesus, the bride. Ephesians, he is one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly. Philippians, he is the one who supply all your need. In Jonah, he is the first missionary to go into another nation and preach the gospel. Exodus, he is the lamb of God. Genesis, he was the one whose image you are created in and whose likeness. He is the lamb that was slain on behalf of Isaac. In Leviticus, he is the scapegoat. In Deuteronomy, he is the prophet like Moses that will come. In Numbers, hallelujah, praise the Lord. He is the one, hallelujah, balamso. And said, How can I curse him? The Lord is blessed. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Blessed be the name of the Lord. He's Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Who is He? In Matthew, He's the one who came. Through the hallelujah tribe of Abraham. In Mark, he's the one who saves simple people. In Luke, he's the one who came from the foundations of the world. Even Adam, hallelujah! Praise the entire mankind. He's the only hope. John, he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. He is the one who was, although He was God, became man. Hallelujah! Glory to God. And the same John in Revelation says, one of these days he will come, hallelujah, not as the Lamb of God. But the King of Judah, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's the Omnipotent God. He's all powerful, all knowing. Hallelujah! God. What the what you are thinking right now? He knows. He's the all-knowing God. He doesn't have a bad day. He doesn't have a Hallelujah bad day. Hallelujah! Do you have a fresh revelation? Some of you are still living in the 1990s of the God that you've met. You have not grown out of that. My spiritual pampers leave you. Some of you are still in your diaper. Let's remove your diapers. God has got a pant for you today. (laughs) Hallelujah In the Old Testament When the temple was built There was the outer court, everybody say outer court There was the holy place Everybody say holy place And there was the holy of holies Outer court was lighted by the sunlight The Bible says And there was the holy place Which had a golden lamb to give it light And in the most holy place It was pitch darkness Everybody was pitch darkness Pitch darkness. And in the outer court, there was the sunlight. Everybody could get in and know that it is the outer court. There was light. In the holy place, there was a candlelight in the golden lamp stamps. There was the golden lamp stamp and there was candlelight. And the most, which was situated in the most holy place. But in the most holy of holies, it was pitch dark. When you enter, you have to enter through faith. Nobody nobody could see anything, and there was the place where the Shekinah, of the glory of God showed up. The presence of God manifested, the tangible glory came down. The difference was that they would walk into that place with the blood and their worship, and they would wait all the till the time that the glory and the presence of God would manifest upon that place. How many of you know God does not want you to just come into the outer court and see a natural light and go? That's not what God wants. It's good, you came. Look at somebody, it says, good, you came. There is the altar, you know the Lord forgives you. Good, you are hearing the word, but you are still in the outer court, the holy place. Somebody just spoken a word in the worship and it lighted up. And you say, "Oh my God!" You worship the Lord. Good, great. At least seven songs were sung. You were able to sing the last two songs. Great. Amen. At least something lit up in your heart. Some oil that you're feeling. You came here so dry. You feel like I'm 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 ready to hear the word. But that's not where God wants you to be. You want to take the step of faith. And you need to step into the most holy place where the blood was shed, where there are assurance of your salvation, where there are assurance of your forgiveness, where you are seated with Jesus in the heavenly places, where the power, the Aaron's rod where there, with, hallelujah, which came to blossom overnight, where the place of supernatural, where God does not, hallelujah, praise God, Look at how wrong you are. God looks at how right you are because of the blood of the lamb. It is where the fire of the upper room comes upon your life. It is where the fire of God comes and transforms your life. That is where change is happening in your lives. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We need that fresh revelation of the manifested presence of God. Some of us have limited the Lord to such an extent that the problems are bigger. Struggles are bigger. More huge than the Lord. And we call ourselves as believers. What do you believe? (laughs) We believe in our problems. Once I told somebody that Amitabh Bachchan is a believer. Really? I said he's a believer of movies some of you are believers not but believers of Jesus you are believers of your problems you are believers of your stubbornness you are believers of your unbelief one man said Lord help me to overcome my unbelief help me how many of you will say ask the Lord to help you some people talk as if the world is going to end tomorrow the way some people are living some people think there is no consequences to sin eat drink and marry they don't care where they go soul is going to hell and heaven hallelujah praise the lord jesus said foolish man if i would come tonight where will be your soul if you gain the whole world and lose your soul he said what's the use how many of you want a fresh revelation Moses is saying, Lord, show me your glory. We would think that Moses was, has already seen the glory. He has seen the greatest event in the history because the Red Sea parted. Some of you, when you saw the miracle, you thought that's the greatest miracle. When you saw the financial breakthrough, you thought that's the greatest miracle. When you saw your job being opened, that's the greatest miracle. Let me tell you, that is the smallest ever possible miracle. Oh, come on somebody. Becoming a millionaire is the smallest possible miracle. Hallelujah. Some of you, when the rock was poured out, when the water started flowing, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And saw miracles after miracles, signs, wonders. You thought that is the greatest. Moses did not think so. He said, show me your glory. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. In other words, Moses is saying, I've seen your blessings coming into my life. I've seen your breakthroughs. I've seen the things that you have done for me so far. But Lord, I want a fresh revelation of you. How many of you are grateful the Lord brought you so far? How many people have, hallelujah, praise the Lord, taken away from this world but you have kept in this world alive to be shown the glorious power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on somebody, but you are here that means God is not through with you. He has still working in you. he wants to bring breakthroughs and release you into a greater glory Moses said show me your glory in other words I want your presence Lord and immediately in Exodus chapter 33 and 14 he said my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest everybody say rest how many of you have come restless here Nobody? Wow. It is when the presence of God shows up, rest comes in. When Jesus is revealed, rest comes in. That's why this Bible says, steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, mercies there never comes to an end. It is new every morning. Every morning he wants to reveal himself. It's that we are not available. We are busy being under Satan's yoke you have to say, I will never be busy for the Lord. When I gave my life to the Lord and when I got married and I'm still married, I still say, I will never, I will be too busy for with anything that when God calls me, I'm not available. Because I'm not under Satan's yoke. Because every time God gives a revelation, there's inner rest. Some believers are going through mental gymnastics. We have the devil whispering lies to you, telling that you are finished. That you are committed unpardonable sin. Some people think, oh my God, the things that I've done, I've lost hope. I don't think God can ever accept me. It's a lie. Look at somebody and say, that's a lie. You have to get up again. And some people, our mental battles are going on. My going on always something the devil is whispering. People who are addicted to mental battles, God will always send a person into your life. The Bible says in Acts chapter 20, the Bible says, Paul is saying, when I leave, ravenous wolves will rise up from within you to take the flock away from me. Anybody who speak against the church, against the man of God, against anything what the Lord is doing is the ravenous wolves. The devil is prepared to destroy your life. If you don't understand, hallelujah, your life will never get into a place of rest. When I leave, not when I'm here. Hallelujah. Are you with me, Church. When you disconnect from a man of God and from the purpose of God, immediately, wolf is not coming from another church. Some wolves are sitting here in the church. Hallelujah. That's why we have to get up in the morning and say, Lord, when you have the presence of God with you, nobody can, hallelujah, get a hold of your life. Nothing can make you take a wrong step. (laughs) Nothing can take you away from the purposes of God. Hallelujah. The only thing that can protect you is the presence of the living God. That's why Moses said, give me the presence. Some believers going through mental issues is because of that. They have defenses in their mind. Even while they hear the message, there is struggle in their mind. I can feel some things when I speak. There are defenses immediately put up. Because you are scared that God has rejected you. God doesn't love you. Looking at your situations, you think that He's going to take a hammer and hit on your head. So the fear of rejection builds a wall in your mind and say, I would rather resist Him. I would rather, hallelujah, not believe in Him. Hallelujah. Don't allow the devil to speak to you. Look at somebody and say, don't allow the devil to speak to you. If the devil speaks to you, you will have the defense system that says, Pastor, don't tell me these things anymore. There are things that you like mix and match of the gospel. Hallelujah. You no longer know which is true. You don't know the word of God. Sometimes there is a kind of confusion that comes, hallelujah, in your mind. The enemy attacks your mind. Hallelujah. Sometimes even though when the scriptures are spoken, you cannot even grasp it. There is a wall. There is a difference. Sometimes the very scriptures that should give to life, the enemy uses and attack you. This is all a sign that you are far away from the revelation of the Lord. But when God speaks to you, the scripture, there is life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And your life in that word, your knowledge of that word will bring rest in your life. How many of you believe that? See, only if you understand that you will be excited to come every week and catch another word. Only then you will write it down, the word of God. Because so many of you are forgetting the word when you go out. It's not life, so you're not writing. Hallelujah. So many people, unfortunately, know a lot of principles of God's kingdom instead of the presence of the kingdom. So many people know principles. Principles, theology, doctrine on the doctrine. hallelujah baptisms and repentances and righteousness and everything they know but it is not reality for them tonight you need a fresh revelation of the presence of God it's not about doctrine hallelujah doctrines are important but when you have a revelation first hallelujah so we just keep trying certain principles like in the old days we used to trying principles from different religion now we are trying the principles of the Bible principles will not take you to heaven only the person of Jesus Christ take you to heaven principles might work for you on earth but it can never give you a revelation of Jesus Christ how many of you are understood that there is a religious trap the devil has set before you and the Lord is releasing tonight from every religious trap tonight in the blood name of Jesus hallelujah glory to God every battle against your mind every voice is in your head the Lord is taking it away he's restoring your soul he's bringing the voice of God real again he's bringing you to a supernatural rest again in the blood name of Jesus hallelujah he's destroying the voices of the devil he is revealing the finished work of Jesus Christ Hallelujah. You have to rest and claim the promises. You know why so many people can't claim the promises? Because they're unrested. Only in rest the promises flow. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, 2 to 3. The Bible says the earth was without form, void and darkness was the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light and there was light. How many of you know only when you allow the Spirit of God to hover over you, only when you open yourself to the Holy Spirit, God speaks. You have to open yourself to the person of Jesus Christ, to the working of the Holy Spirit. You might be going through a struggle inside. And when the word of God is spoken, you are still feeling more struggle. It's okay. It's okay to struggle. Look at somebody and say, It's okay to struggle. Sometimes you are introspecting where I've gone wrong. Okay. What are my mistakes? No problem. Where are my blocks? Where are my barriers? But if you are open and teachable and say, Holy Spirit, move upon my life, the anointing will begin to move. And then the Lord said, I will speak. And that's what brings the breakthrough. That's why we clap the hands. That's why we say, Amen. You are allowing the Lord to give you a chance to speak into your very life. Hallelujah. That will create. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can't explain God. You need to experience Him. Ah, uh, Come on. That itself is a breakthrough word. Hallelujah. You cannot, hallelujah, explain God. You have to experience Him. How many of you say, hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah, I want you to experience you, Lord, today. Hallelujah. That is what is meant by the glory of God. It's an experience. It's impossible to explain Him. You can minister the word of God and say, Holy Spirit, show up. Let's experience you. The Holy Spirit is the only person who can give you experience and changes lives. Once there was an opium addict, a man who was a university dropout, and nobody in the street moving around with the nobody, eating from trash bins, a crazy man who'd take papers from the trash bins and write fantastic poems and send it to the newspaper offices. People were amazed at what a genius he was. Once he wrote a poem called The Hound of Heaven. His name was Francis Thompson. He speaks about how in times of his brokenness, when he was running away from God, how the hand of the Savior reached out to him and the Lord came behind him and changed him. Tonight, this morning, if you are here, the Lord is coming behind you praise the Lord he's coming behind you somebody today he wants to change you you might be an addict Charles. you might be in a, a gifted addict hallelujah praise the Lord there might be a gifted I'm a singer a gifted musician a gifted, of hallelujah but there are a lot of struggles you are carrying but the Lord this morning is supernatural releasing through the power of his presence hallelujah How did he experience the glory? How to experience the glory of God? Exodus chapter 34, 5 to 8. Exodus chapter 34. Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God merciful and gracious and long-suffering. And abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and the fourth generation. So Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. I want to tell you one thing from that scripture God's mercy is greater than God's judgment. He is judging only for four generations, but His mercy for a thousand generations. That's all the reason why you have to come under the mercy of God. Moses heard this and the Bible says, he bowed his head and worshipped the Lord. What is worship? If you are a good student of the Bible, write this down. Prayer is a preoccupation with yourself. Everybody said, I prayed. What did you pray? It's all about yourself and your problems. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We are only thinking about ourselves. Lord, give me my visa. Hallelujah. Give me my. I mean, there's nothing wrong. Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Make every prayer and request. Prayer is preoccupation with yourself my family, my children, our generation. Great! Nothing wrong in that. Don't feel bad. I also pray. Praise is preoccupation with your blessing. How many of you, I know when God has blessed you. When because the praise, the way you praise, I know something has happened. Praise God. Because praise preoccupies with your blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. house that i did not believe for i believe for two bedroom three bedroom house the salary that i did not have oh come on hallelujah god for myself Hallelujah! increase the salary thank you jesus he fought the battles for me wow hallelujah i was sick now i can hallelujah praise hallelujah i was blind now i can see i was deaf now i can hear oh hallelujah praise the Lord. glory to god my marriage was hallelujah going through a hell now there is the moment of my life. Everything is back together. I mean, you cannot help it but to praise God. Hallelujah! And thank the Lord. But worship, unlike prayer and praise, it's a preoccupation with the Lord Himself. You are worshipping for who He is, forgetting who you are, the things around, the people around you. That's where we want to come. That's where Moses did. He saw the miracles, praise you Jesus. Red Sea opened, great hallelujah, glory to God. He sang, Miriam put the tambourine, everybody danced, wow. The horses and the riders have been thrown into the sea. Every demon, every Pharaoh that came against me, God overthrew him, glory. Glory. But then Moses came, forgot about Aaron, forgot about Joshua forgot about his family forgot about everything that he had he came and bowed he said hallelujah Oh rabalaba sendare arya varse radurara varse urabarya basambala di aro daras khe mari odanandre lo mari ho lo bariye Loubar bar e Sundar bananeri askar udar baradare Loubari der bashkara diary Lou be still and know his call The old barandios can name be altoros paradiar karodia skere divari gaur beti Lou The be ho And the days go and on Days went on. Days went on. Moses was worshipping the Lord alone in the mountain. There are times in your life where God will lead you to a place where God wants you to worship Him alone. Aaron, his brother, wasn't there. Joshua wasn't there. They're his is right-hand man. The congregation wasn't there. Just Him and the Lord. When was the last time you had a now nice experience like that? if you ask me I would say before I became a pastor <laughs> partially joke but every now and then you have to leave everything just go on to the mountain and worship the Lord intimately that's called intimacy some of you have prayed but you have never worshipped matram <laughs> how many of you want Petra church should learn to worship the Lord that is why these weeks we are extended time of worship to get you there not that they can practice music hallelujah get you to this place hallelujah some of us now listen to me i'm going to get into the core of the matter my full message this is the most important part of it amen you're making a five layer cake this is the third layer it's thick solid I mean, every taste of the entire cake is in that one layer. <laughs> Some of us, we pray and after we come out of prayer, do the most miserable thing. How many of you have prayed in the morning and lost immediately lost your temper with your child? Praise the Lord. I'm happy my wife was the first to lift her hand. <laughs> well, the moment after you pray, you feel like beating, or you, some of us have beaten. You get angry, irritated, and you feel like everything you received in prayer has just gone. We have to say that. With this guy, my peacelessness is gone. And we have to say that one line also. Who's the reason? You know why? Why does that happen? Why do we make the wrong decision after we pray? Why do we get upset and unforgiving and offended and hurt after we pray? Because we never saw the glory. How many of you are getting this? How many of you are getting this? Just when you are about to see the glory, ding-dong! Somebody will know calling bell. Just before you are about to hear the glory, that important call is coming with the air-tell nice tune. When you are about to see the glory, your dad calling. Duggo! That's why Jesus said, "Shut your door and go and pray." When I'm about to see my glory, I can hear a small fingertips. Apa? Apa? never get out without seeing the glory. Sometimes you see the glory in half an hour. Sometimes you see the glory in 40 days. It depends upon your spiritual level. That doesn't matter. But God always if you are truthful, will make you see that glory in the time of prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, I'm going to get into the core of the matter. This will change your life or this will not change your life. Listen to me. Some of you cannot worship the Lord in the church, in the body as a corporate worshipper because you have never worshipped the Lord alone intimately. You pray, but you have never worshipped the Lord most people come to hear the word they cannot worship you know why because they have not worshiped the Lord alone hallelujah I like what uh, Brian Houston said uh, one of the revivalist and the visionary of our times he said when you come for any meeting come from the beginning of the meeting And wait till the final blessing. Because that makes you a difference maker. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The greatest revivalist. The greatest pastor and visionaries of our time. Who has passed churches at least in 15 countries. Saying. Who has done thousands of conferences. Come on somebody. I got one amen after my main part. Some of us, we pray. I wanted to, without seeing the glory, I wanted to tell about a woman of God called Amy Simple MacPerson, One of the greatest women God has ever used. A woman of God. She would bunk her classes while studying because she wanted to receive the Holy Spirit. She wanted to have, want to have the second eye glory. So she would wanted to speak in tongues. She was so excited. She wanted to worship the Lord. She was so hungry and thirsty for the Lord. So she went into a room where people were praying in the glory throne of grace. And and she she bunged her classes. She did not inform her parents. She went into this glory room to taste his goodness. He said, I want to get out of those religious experiences into the, the beautiful experiences. And she said, I want to taste this heavenly language of praying in tongues. I I, I will not leave this place until God give me this heavenly experience. And time was passing by. She said, Lord, I want to taste you. She prayed and prayed. She asked the Lord what she should do because she had cut her class and couldn't go back to the college. And could not go back to home. So she prayed. And the Lord said, snow in that area snow the entire school travel services every place was shut and sheep had to stay in that place for eight days and on the eighth day the glory of god came upon her while she was worshipping Heavenly language came out of her. She started leaping with joy and she was the miracle worker of our lifetime, of the last lifetime. Hallelujah. Together with Catherine Kuhlman, miracles after miracles, supernatural, people being healed and raised from the dead through her life and ministry. Hallelujah. Hunger for the glory of God. Moses, when the glory showed up, He did not go after the mountain saying, Oh, I have done in my lifetime once. Tata, bye-bye. Yes. He did not go there. He did not say, let me see you Lord next Sunday. He worshipped the Lord. It was the second time Moses went up to the mountain. The first time he had gone up, he came back with the Ten Commandments and people were worshipping the idols and he got so upset. He threw the Ten Commandments with his anger because they started making a golden calf out of the gold and silver they had and they worshipped the Lord and chose another leader to lead them to the promised land. So Moses would have been scared, upset to go back to the mountain. What will this guys do? I think every pastor will think about it when he takes a holiday. Hallelujah. Moses case he went to the mountain in chapter 34 he was going to the mountain again and he was an eight-year-old man how many of you are old here how many of you are too old that you want to they too old, become too old to see the glory of God he was eight-year-old man when he went to the mountain men of God and servants of God were never born they are made through setting of trials temptations, battles. God is shaping you in one way or the other. If you don't recognize that, you will never move into the mountain. Moses was raised up in a place in the wilderness to minister. Joseph was raised up. Sorry, Moses was raised up in the mountain. Moses was raised up in a palace to minister in the wilderness, whereas Joseph was raised up in a wilderness to reign on the mountain. So God has limited ways I mean, unlimited ways to shape you up. How many of you know God has brought you into the cities to shape you up? You might be in one day in the city. God is still shaping you up. Eight-year-old Moses is climbing up the mountains to see the glory of God. Now, listen to me. Some of us cannot even stand up for 30 minutes. Some of us cannot worship the Lord for one hour. Another day, a 29-year-old boy came and said, Pastor, I cannot sit for, uh, listen to the word for five minutes. 20-year-old boy. With all my mercy and patience, I kept quiet. This is a new young boy. 80-year-old you know. man, climbing up the mountains to see the glory. Come on, somebody. Moses needs to speak to you. My 96-year-old grandmother would stay in my uncle's meeting for five hours. She could not stand up. She would sit in that place without food till she died for five hours and then go back home and get up in the morning at four o'clock in the morning and would pray for 169 members of five to six generation by name, by name, by name, by name. And only then she will taste of a breakfast. Come on somebody tonight. She was so wise and she was so uh, clear even before she was taken up to the Lord. She said, I'm a little tense because I've never died before. She had such senses and she prayed in tongues and just went. Moses went up at the age. We need some hunger in the church. Not on a Sunday, praise God. Come on somebody. The man was so hungry for god he climbed up the mountain to seek the lord he was so passionate he humbled himself and worshiped the lord he didn't ask god for favors a new car but he was praying for the glory of God. He did not have a shopping list. Hallelujah. But he worshipped the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he said nothing matters to me whether I have my shopping list, whether I get my money or breakthrough. Hallelujah. I like all that. I like the red sea to be parted. I like the rock to be opened. I like the manna to come. But what matters to me it is to worship the Lord. Even if the manna doesn't come. Even if the breakthrough doesn't come. I will not bow down before pressures. I will still worship the Lord. I will see the Come on somebody tonight. How many of you have that kind of a heart? That is what God is looking for. Hallelujah. How many of you have if you have I wanted to pray in the Spirit for some time. Uh, pray in the Holy Ghost and say Lord Summer or winter it's a hard place, so breakthrough I still worship Lord. And the Babanatil Vidal Vanda Tandangira. Raga Maharitanda Villa and Yang Aradik. Just like a Meshek and Sardek, my God will deliver me. But even if He doesn't deliver me, we will still not bow down before the idols. We will still worship the Lord. Come on. Let God guard your worship this morning. May your worship be guarded. The devil is after your worship. Hallelujah. He waited till the Lord showed up. Alone and worshipping the Lord. Your goal has to be Jesus himself, not something in between. We have lost the awesomeness of God. Your goal has to be Jesus himself. Sometimes we pray and pray and pray and pray, but we do not know how awesome he is. It's not about falling under the power of God. It is about what happened after you fell down. You need to renew your mind. Everybody say, renew your mind. How to see the glory? You have to renew your mind. Isaiah 40:15. with a lack of time, you can go home and read. It says, behold, the mountains as a drop in a bucket and counted as small dust on the skates. Look, he lifts up the aisles as a very small thing. The nations are like a drop in a bucket for him. Look at the awesome God he is. All the nations, the biggest nations are like a drop in the bucket. United States of America is a drop in the bucket. Russia is a drop in the bucket. India is a drop in the bucket for the great God. Doesn't matter who comes to power. The nation is a drop to bucket. Ah, Isaiah 40:12 says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand measured heaven with a span and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure weighed the mountain scales and the hills in a balance he holds the sea and the oceans in the hollow of his hand then how can you think that god can't hold you god can hold your problems he oh, come on somebody he holds the sea in the hollow of his hand don't feel insecure hallelujah glory to god Job 26.7 says, he stretches out the north over empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing. A man who went up to the moon was amazed to see the earth and nothing holding it. The Bible says, it is the word of God that holds the entire universe. Hallelujah. Come on. Renew your mind. Don't forget the awesomeness of a God. The Bible says in Isaiah 40 and 26, He knows the stars by name. There are millions of stars and He knows each one by name. He did not even redeem them, yet He knows them by name. Then how much more you and me who is redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. He knows us by name. He off our hairs in our head. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Renew your minds. Hallelujah. Amen. We haven't seen the glory of God yet, Hallelujah! We have not seen the awesomeness of our mighty God. Is the Bible says that all of the creation will worship Him? Hallelujah! In Revelations five thirteen says, and every creature which is under heaven on earth and under the earth and such are in the sea that are in them I heard them saying blessing and honor glory and power to him who sits on the throne and to lamb forever and ever every creature every bird every elephant every lion every eagle hallelujah only saying one thing glory 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 and Psalms 29 says everybody in the church will cry out glory 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 come on somebody oh lift your voices and say glory amen acts chapter 7 and the second verse says of stephen a young man who beheld his glory have changed 19 year old stephen preaching the power of god one sermon was enough for the lord to stand up in heaven There is only once the Lord stood up in heaven. Hallelujah. That was one, the 19-year-old. Ha! The days are coming that your preaching and my preaching are going to make an impact in the city. Come on, somebody. Because we will see the glory of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Now, before we stop, we have a dedication and want to pray for all those who are sick, if possible. I want to tell you as final, what the glory can do. Acts chapter 7 and 2 says, Brothers and fathers, listen, the glory of appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, when he dwelt in Haran. The glory of God can bring you out of Mesopotamia, a place of idolatry, a place of confusion. How many of you know whichever place of bondage a place of darkness a place of idol worship a morally corrupt place was mesopotamia but god of glory showed up and brought abraham out then the glory of god can bring you out this morning however fearful the places however the dark the places however answers the places hallelujah however taunting hallelujah dreadful hallelujah oh immoral the places the glory of god can pick you out hallelujah come on somebody this morning Your circumstances does not have to change don't look for the world to change for you to change when we have a fresh revelation from God we don't need the world to change the world is not going to change the world is going to remain like that till Jesus come in great glory and the Antichrist ruling over it the world is not going to change but it is your time and my time the gospel of grace under the era of grace to change come on somebody There is something about the beauty of God. We need to have. Hallelujah. One of the words for glory is kabud, which means heaviness. You are a heavyweight. If you have the glory, you are a heavyweight. The glory is heavy. It's thick. When the glory showed up in the temple, the Bible says the Levites and the priests could not stand up under the thick manifestation of the presence of God. Come on, somebody. Where are those priests and where are we? When God's glory show up, we also show up. The Lord said, they change? People said, no change. When the glory of showed up in the Solomon's temple, they fell down. Come on, somebody. Tommy Tenney, one of the man of God, you can read his books on teaching the glory of God. When he went to the church, as he was teaching, one of those Sundays, God showed up so thick that the pulpit that he was standing, was made of stone, broke into two. Hallelujah. The presence of God was sick. People were on their knees even before the talk started. I pray that every week like that. Nobody wanted to hear a sermon. They repented and they changed their lives such was the power of the glory of god hallelujah people were so amazed the force, the fear of god came upon the room how many of you know god will meet with us what will the glory do it will make jesus will become personal under that glory bible says in acts 4 23 to 31 you can read but it says when the holy spirit showed up the disciples were praying the entire place was shaken Play shook, they didn't shake today. We are shaking. They play shook. Hallelujah. Some people say the Lord can solve everybody's problem, not my problem. 90% of you sitting here, I know. 90% of you. Don't know Pastor. Come on, somebody. of the people go back the same way they came in because they think that God cannot solve their issue Come on Bible says he is a God who moves to those who believe He does not respond to your tears. He responds to your faith come on Hallelujah, amen Because they don't have revelation of the glory of God. It's not personal to them number three Acts 4.13 says, glory of God will give you a personal testimony. Acts 4.13, the Bible says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. Praise God. Something which will always pacify me. They marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. The Bible says they marveled and realized that they had been with Jesus. The glory of Jesus was upon them. J.P. Phillips' version says, the They marveled at them because the glory of Jesus, the very presence of God, they could see it on their face. And they realized they came out from Jesus. Some of the glory that on your face, I know you were were last night, what you were doing last summer. The charismatic Revival people would wear badges and praise the Lord and Jesus is Lord. T-shirts saying Jesus Christ is Lord. As long as the T-shirts were there on them, the glory was there. I'm not speaking about that glory. T-shirt glory. Watch glory. Hallelujah. Today's T-shirt and are status. Our glory is in our status. Hallelujah. Come on somebody. Or some people have a board in their house. Jesus is the head of this house. But within the home, only shouting and yelling. Come on. And also, outside the gate will be, say, beware of the dog. I don't know, it's an animal or... But, I leave it to you. If Jesus is head, why are you beware of the dog? your testimony shouldn't be that peter and john walked and the bible says their testimony they had been with jesus they had been with jesus Petra Church, once you leave this place, I want the Lord. I'm praying and I'm worshipping the Lord. People will say, these people had been with Jesus. That's the only thing I ask of the church. That's the only thing I want the church. The very Petra means Jesus. When we leave, that people would say, they had been with Jesus. When we see their lives, they would say, these people are impacted by the Lord. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. What will happen when the glory comes? What the glory can do? The Bible says people marveled at them. Marveled at them. Who are these people? Who marveled at them? Acts 4, 1 says the sordices marveled at them. The priests marveled at them the captain of the temple marveled at them. Hallelujah. Today, hallelujah, your family will marvel. It might be the bishop, it might be the, I don't know who, every person who, of the rulers, it might be the chief minister, the prime minister, or somebody in authority. Everybody looked at them and said, they had been with Jesus. Hallelujah. It might be a pujari, it might be some, hallelujah, religious person, but anybody who will should look at you and say, there is a glory that is upon you. There is a presence that is upon you. Oh, come on somebody, what the witchcraft can't create what no our religious rituals can create hallelujah there is the glory of God that is created from heaven come on somebody hallelujah people should see the glory of God on you if you have seen the face of Jesus even your dog will know They were marveled at the boldness. Today, people looked at the church and marveled at their coldness. Hallelujah. We have to change. Look at two people. We have to change. We have to change. We have to change. Say three times. We have to change. We have to change. Marveled at not the coldness, but the boldness. Earlier, it was the same Peter. Who denied the lord but once he tasted the glory the anointing came upon him he became bold he was righteous the bible says as bold as the lion the people could not intimidate jesus and throw him down and trying to kill him let me tell you when that Jesus is inside let nobody intimidate your faith you be bold for your testimony you be bold for your stand that Jesus greater is he that is in him that he that is in the world come on it is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead oh will lift you up also hallelujah don't hallelujah glory to God nobody can bury you come on somebody even you are buried he will lift you up come on Some people are upset. Who will bury me? Don't be upset. God will bury you. He buried Moses. He will bury you. Don't be upset about the burial ground. We do have. But don't be upset about it. Hallelujah. Prayer or any kind of faith without coming to Jesus will not get you to heaven. It's not your prayer. It's Jesus. He's the darling of heaven. Don't mistake Hallelujah. These people had heaven inside of them. They are the God of glory. They have the gospel of Jesus Christ. They express the image of God. Wow. These men came out of prison and people saw Jesus. Come on. They came out of prison, people saw. Today we go out of church, people see. Come on, somebody. Your circumstances do not determine the glory on your life they were in jail but the Lord showed up how many of you are in prison how many of you are some prison tonight the Lord is going to show up come on somebody come on you will not go out like a prisoner you will go out like a free man hallelujah only if you are the glory of God you will be the will of God it's not about doing a ministry winning souls Doing what God has called you to do. We can do great ministries and save people in an impactful way if you have seen Jesus. So it's not doing a lot of things and say, I've done. It's doing things that impact heaven, impact earth. And that only comes glory of God. D.L. Moody sitting in his house praying. Great man of God. While he was praying, a train went that way. It was making a lot of noise and disturbing his prayers. It happened a few times. He knew that the people have changed the timing of the train. It was coinciding with his prayer time. So he made a prayer Lord, your servant wants to pray. So stop the train from coming during my prayer time. That was his prayer. We would have changed our prayer time. But he said, I'm not going to chair. Stop the train. And miraculously, Next day, the train stopped. Engineers came, could not start the train. Nobody could start the train because the servant of God prayed that, that nobody... Come on, somebody. After his prayer, he went to the train station and said, there is no point of trying to start this train. This train will not start till you decide to change the timing. Come on, somebody. There is boldness. Hallelujah praise the Lord when you are in the prayer you can command things and it stays there come on somebody this morning how many of you will command in the name of Jesus when you come out of the glory of God there is a sense of authority to cast out the devil to cast out the demon to cast and take authority over sickness authority over death hallelujah come on come on you need the glory of God you need to spend time with God not an unfocused prayer you know today our prayer Five minutes prayer, one lime juice. Then one chicken soup. That is not the kind of prayer I am telling. Unfocused. Unfoc- I like Benny Hinn said. You know, he said, some of us, you know, feel hungry because we spend time in prayer. So make sure you eat your breakfast and go and pray. At least eat your breakfast and spend substantial amount of prayer. Something, come on. What does the glory of God can do? The person who takes the glory, it can take care of your tomorrow. Everybody said tomorrow. You can go home and read Genesis 32, 22 to 21. I don't have time to say it is about the story of Jacob running from Esau. Because he cheated his brother. And now he is hearing the news that he is coming to attack him. In other words, yesterday is coming to meet him today. How many of you are afraid of your past? Your yesterday is coming to attack you today. Come on somebody. The problem of yesterday is coming to meet him. But he said, Lord, I want to have a tomorrow. How many of you will pray for God my tomorrow? Let not my yesterdays come and attack my today and tomorrow. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. He is now leaving his family alone with God in the fort of Jabuk, And he crosses over and God blesses him at that night. I, one of you will say, I will not leave today till the God bless me. How does God take care of your tomorrow? How does God take care of your battles? By blessing you today. Come on. if Have you gotten that? He takes care of your challenges tomorrow by blessing you today. You would think that God will tell Esau, his brother, to turn back and go. But God said, I am going to struggle with you. How many of you are praying today, Lord, let my problem go, and God did not listen to you? Anybody here? But God said, I am going to struggle with you. Not to make you stronger than Esau, but to make you weaker than Esau. How many of you feel weaker than you prayed? Some of you say, when I started praying, I was feeling... a..." strong. Now I am weaker than that. How many of you are here tonight? The Lord said I am going to make you more weaker. Psalm 102 23, 24 says He weakened my strength in the way. How many of you feel more weak than you were before? That means God is working in you. God said lean on my glory. Lean on my glory. How many of you prayed for your problems and the problems have intensified? Come on. How many of you have prayed to get out of a temptation? Temptation is increasing. Hallelujah. How many of you are prayed for a release in your marriage and the marriage has become like, Hallelujah, two entities. Come on somebody. God is trying to make you lean on his glory. Lean on what he is doing. Not that what you can do and what you are praying, but he's bringing to a weak place so that he can show himself strong on your behalf. He's making you dependent on the grace of God. Come on somebody this morning. Hudson Taylor, the first missionary to China, he said, somebody asked him, why did God chose you? He said, there were smarter and better people in the universities of England, Oxford and Cambridge, but Hudson Taylor replied, God looked down to see who is the weakest of all. Even today, he's not looking at the strongest, the one who knows everything, the one who does not have to say Amen, the one who, I mean, he's not looking at, he's looking at the one oh my God, one word can change my life. One word can change a difference. One word can change me from Jacob to Israel. Come on. He's looking for that man. I am preaching five more minutes for that man tonight. God broke his strength to lean on to the Lord. Are you the weakest? You are the right candidate for the glory of God. Are you, some people are too talented, God can't use it. God looks to people. He can grace. He can give the unmerited favor. Daily depend and abide in Him. Some of the greatest men of God has been the weakest. Are you going through the weakest moments of your life? If you open your eyes, you will see the greatest, hallelujah, touches of God. The touches of God are about to come over your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 12, 3 and 4 jacob wept he was so struggling he was so broken he was so so deep in turmoil and he was too broken in his mind and his body he wept from the depth of his heart looking at your face what is the kind of brokenness i don't know sometimes i'm scared looking at some of you because you are too ill too literate in your head with the bible has gone into your head and make you hallelujah praise God you position yourself for God to do nothing in our life don't make too head tight and head weight come go humbly into the presence of God it takes one second for the Lord to open the greatest of miracles just one second don't ever forget that some people have everything they don't need to cry to the Lord but do you have Jesus? Do you have a fresh revelation? Bible says he wept and sought favor from him. He wept cried because of the dealing of God. He said I can't go without you blessing me seeing your glory. I don't know how to handle the forces that are coming against me. I don't know how to handle my yesterdays. I don't know how to handle my sins of the past. I don't know how to handle all oh, this issue. I don't know who to go for counsel. Nobody can counsel me on this. Nobody can work this out for me. I want to see your glory. 1 Corinthians 127 says he chose the weak. He deliberately chose the weak. The foolish. The amplified classic edition says God deliberately chose you and me. Ah, oh, come on somebody. How many foolish people in this congregation? Nothing more important than the law. If you are hungry for the law and just lean to the Lord, God only asked and I close with us. We have to pray today. God is only asking, what is your name? What is your name? What is your name? Who is asking? Who is asking? Who is asking? God is asking, what is your name? And Jacob said, I am Jacob. He admitted he was a deceiver. Ravi Sakriya's said this. One woman who came to him saying she had aborted the child and she was struggling with guilt. If you go to a psychiatrist, a secular doctor would ask, what is your problem? And you would say guilt. If you go to a pastor he said, what is your problem? You would say guilt. We can pray over you. You never come out of your guilt. But if you bring your area of your guilt before the Lord. Lord, I killed somebody. I killed a baby. I heard that person. I am Jacob. Immediately, he heard a voice Jacob, from this day onwards, you don't have permission from me to call you Jacob, you will be called Israel, prince with God. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin and from all guilt this morning hallelujah Hallelujah! glory to God he will tell you what he will make you hallelujah he will tell you your future he will call you by your futurist name hallelujah how many of you believe this morning and say Lord I made a mistake I am Jacob I am the deceiver I am the cheater I am the creator of the problems I am the one who create every problems Lord and then the Lord will say I will use you to create every blessing on this earth I will use you to create the my." Come on somebody this morning. Hallelujah. Finally, what does the glory of God do? It fills you. John 1.14 says, And we beheld His glory, full of grace and truth. He fills you with this grace and truth. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit fills you in the heart that is opened, full of grace and full of truth and one of you are full of god's unmerited favor full of the truth no devil no demon no sin no lack hallelujah no debt hallelujah glory to god no no nothing can stay there there will be something inside of you he fills you he can fill you full of grace full of truth every light to be removed hallelujah glory to god every demon to leave your house hallelujah he's full of grace not sin offense bitterness Romans 16, 19 says, Be excellent in what is good and innocent in evil. When you are too full with the excellence of God, with the innocence of God, the devil is under your feet. The God of peace will soon crush the devil under you. Go filled this morning. John 1, 7, the greatest blessing of the glory of God, it dispels light. Hebrews said, he's the express image of the Father. Full of light. We beheld in His glory. He is the express image of the God, the Father. Jesus Christ is the image of the Father in heaven. Full of glory. Wow. Shining light. Which means when the glory of God comes, the light of Jesus comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Velicham Virimbo. Maripo. Praise the Lord Darkness flee, darkness run How many of you are in this glory? There is one test 1 John 1, seven. The Bible says if he is in the light If somebody is in the light as he is in the light Two things You have fellowship with one another. If you are under the glory, you will be fellowshipping with the person sitting next to you. Your greatest inheritance is to fellowship with believers who love Jesus. Number two, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin. He will sanctify you. You are set apart for greater purposes. There will be a continuous cleansing under the glory of God. How many of you love to be with the people of God? That's the sign of the glory of Jesus Christ. Make every opportunity to be in the meeting. They met every day. Because the glory of God was strong in the early church. Hallelujah. Today, this is the glory of the new covenant. Hallelujah. The glory of the new covenant. Much more glorious than the old covenant. God bless you. May this glory be upon you and upon your family and your ministry. May God bless you into greater glory. Let's close our eyes in prayer. Hallelujah.